Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. It's the week after New Year's and ice conditions throughout the ice belt are varied. We're seeing wheelhouses out with half tons, but on other lakes, there's less than 10 inches of ice and there's still people walking out. Cold temperatures are definitely here, but many lakes are buried under a ton of snow. This week's conversation takes us back to the St. Paul show. We visited with Mike Olson from Fish Addictions about Devil's Lake and more. If you want to keep tabs on Mike and the crew from Fish Addictions, check them out on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. But for now, let's go to that conversation. Now, last year, you guys did a show a lot with, with the Fish House. Yeah. Uh, you guys were out with the Big Bite. What, what do you got going on this year as far Man, as that? You know, we change things up every single year. So the traveling with the Fish House was a lot of fun and almost too comfortable, to be honest with you. But that was an absolute awesome house. But we're changing it up again this year. We've added uh, a snow bear to the arsenal. We've added a uh, pickup camper. So we're going to be traveling around in a pickup camper this year. And and it's going to be, you know, we always try to find something new and fun to do. And we're going to be in close quarters, but we're going to have a lot of fun doing it like we always do every year. The pickup camper. Yeah, I can't believe that we're doing it, but we're doing it. So so you're talking about like the camper oh, that goes right into the, into the box yes, of the truck. Yep, yep. We have got one mounted in the truck ready to go. We haven't really started filming yet. We've done a lot of ice checking out our way. Mm-hmm. Not really a lot of filming, but I, I uh I suspect uh, next week I'm going to be a little busy, but after that, we're going to be rolling. Do they so. still make those things? Is it a new one? Yeah, it's brand new. Actually, Glacier made it for us, so Glacier started making campers, and I'm excited to get out there and do it. It's got forest air ferns, and we're not going to be, you know, don't feel sorry for us. We're, we're not going to be, like, living in the cold tent, but it's going to be fun. We'll probably do some ice camping out on the ice this year. I mean, just, you know, New and exciting. That's all we want to do. We want to keep it interesting for ourselves and the people that watch. So, so Glacier makes that. So does that mean you got to drill some holes in your truck bed so you can fish through it? No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, that, that's super interesting. And it actually it takes me back to one of my favorite memories as an outdoorsman. My buddy and I, I think we were, like, in our early 20s. We did this duck hunting trip along the Mississippi River, and he had this old pickup truck with a just a regular truck box on. yeah and the two of us slept in that thing every night i'm not a small guy and he's not a small guy either <laughs> it was pretty tight i mean it was it was uh there was a little bit probably a little more touch than he'd want but the thing that we always talk about whenever we talk about that is getting up in the morning and cooking on the camp stove behind the truck and uh we we had shot a couple mallards the day before and all we had left the last day was beans. And we had beans and mallard for breakfast. <laughs> Nothing we, wrong with we, that. We still talk about beans and mallard for breakfast. And those are the things that we're trying to create as memories for ourselves, for the viewers, and all that kind of stuff. Like, like I said, we try to do something new and different every year that maybe somebody else hasn't done. And last year, we, we pulled the big bite everywhere. You know, this year, it's going to be pickup camper. And it allows us to kind of bring all our stuff that we need to to go from place to place to place. Uh, last year, we kind of had to go back to home base after every trip, and we're not really used to doing that. So now we can load up the trailer and we can go to Peck, to Cascade, to Devils, and, and all in one shot because we've got it all with us. So that's it's kind of the, the theory behind what we're doing this year. And you got the snow bear. We got the snow bear. You're going to be pulling that with you everywhere you go to? Not everywhere. No, no. No, I got the snow bear because I'm getting older. Yeah. And, you know, you got to be comfortable sometimes. And you, there's no more 
comfort than in a snow bear, especially on a lake like Devil's Lake, which I fish a lot, where you, you're constantly moving to stay on those fish. And it makes it easier to take the family out and just enjoy a, a day, no matter what the weather is. So. And just so you know, I had no idea that that's what you were doing. So it's it's funny that yeah. Adam was here and then you come here and <laughs> yeah. talking about the same thing. So I, was, cool. I was smiling at him because he kind of knew. And I was like, oh, that works out. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even know that. So that was just happen from happenstance. Yeah. So you, you just brought up the Devil's Lake thing. And, and that's something that we're do, working on this year. We're doing kind of some destination stuff. So okay. as long as you brought that up, yeah. I went into this interview completely unprepared. I'm like, we'll just let Mike go, and wherever he takes us, yeah. that's where we're going to go. So yeah. let's talk a little Devil's Lake. Absolutely. If, if that's a place that's near and dear to your heart, yep. tell us a little bit about that. I know everybody thinks of it. When they think of it, they think Perch Patrol and that whole deal. Um, but uh, just kind of go through uh, Devil's Lake with us as far as, you know, what it means to you and kind of when you started fishing there and how it's changed. Yeah, you know, I've been fishing Devil's Lake for as long as I can remember. I've seen the changes go up and, and now it's on a downward cycle. And and the Devil's Lake, what I love the most about Devil's Lake is it's a, it's a challenge day in and day out, year after year it changes. You can't go out to Devil's Lake, catch a bunch of fish and expect that same place to produce next year. Why? Because it's a fluctuating lake. We're down four to six feet from where most people were last year you know so go out there you change it up and it's a challenge and and most anglers we like challenges and it's nice to have a gimme once in a while and and trust me if you put enough time in the bounty is there uh as far as fish you know like this fall we caught a lot of big perch a lot of big walleyes i'm expecting the fishing on devil's lake to be pretty fantastic this year and if i had to gear people on a direction i would say go east you know, that, that's where I concentrate a lot of my fishing. And it's a giant, big, giant lake, you know, and there's a lot of perch, a lot of walleyes. The white bass are really starting to come through in the ice fishing times. People are starting to figure out where they are and what they're doing. I expect it to be really good. And I was just out checking ice in the basins just before we came to this show. There's still some open water on the big lake, but all the other surrounding lakes are, are locked up with four inches of ice. And, uh, I, you know, it's going to be fast. It's going to be go time here pretty soon. And so when you're out there in Devil's Lake, and, and again, the perch is kind of the thing that everybody thinks about. But, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, and they're like, you got to come to Devil's Lake for walleyes now. The perch was 10 years ago. Now it's walleyes. Your thoughts on that? So why Devil's Lake is special? Because you have a great walleye bite in the morning. You have an, the perch are active during the day, and you go back to the walleyes at night. And there isn't a lot of lakes that give you an all-day action pack. So... If I was going out as a novice fisherman out to Devil's Lake, I would target perch a.m. till about 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. I'd go, or sorry, I'd walleye walleyes for till about 10. I'd go from 10 to about 4 on perch and then go switch back to your walleye hole at evening. And your best walleye fish is definitely morning and evening. And are those, are they in the same places? What, what, you, what about that? It's fairly close. So we're looking at like old shorelines and that kind of stuff for perch, which you can find walleyes, but... I usually transition up a little shallower to some kind of structure for walleyes. And I say that, and the whole lake is structure of Devil's Lake, right? right? There's trees everywhere, that kind of stuff. Uh, but you find a pot of walleyes in the morning. If you go back that evening, you'll probably have a pretty good shot at them again. Very cool. What are you using? What, what's kind of your favorite stuff out there? Oh, man. For, for perch, I'm a spoon guy through and through. So I, I use the smaller spoons for perch tipped with a minnow or waxies. work really well for those perch. Uh, for walleyes, I'm a spoon guy with with tipped with a minnow head, but if I can get them on artificials, that's where I go first. I like aggressive fish. Aggressive fish eat artificial baits, and when when you get an aggressive fish, it doesn't get any more fun than that. 
Yeah, aggressive fish are easy to catch. Yeah. We just got to figure out where they are all the time. <laughs> if we could just figure that piece of the puzzle out. <laughs> and you said shallow. When we talk about when you say shallow, that means a lot of different things. What does it mean to you? So I'm going to break it down on how I the Devil's Lake in general. So when I'm fishing Devil's Lake, I fish shallow first. A lot of people think perch deep, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I have a good buddy who guides out there, and he classifies it as this five to 20 feet you're going to catch those perch every single time 20 to 30 you're gonna to have to coax them a little bit 30 to 40 you're you're gonna really have to work for them so why not try like you said the aggressive fish first so i always go five to ten feet for walleyes and perch to start and then i'll work my way out and there's old shorelines if you've got you know with today's maps and and everything that we are offered at the electronic world you should be able to figure it out pretty quick and and so my advice, start shallow, go deep. And the deeper you go, the harder it's going to be to catch those fish, but they're still catching you. Are you looking for, like, pinch points? Are you looking for where? Inside yeah. turns, you know, a lot of times on points, on top of the points, and then off the edge of the points. And a lot of people think I'm crazy, but I think wind has just as much to do in the winter than summer. A lot of people roll their eyes at me because, like, how does wind have anything to do with ice over the top of it? I find on windy days that windy wind driven points are still the best spot hmm. I, a lot of people roll their eyes at me but i've been fishing a lot of hours and put a lot of time into that and i find that that just like when you fish those points and stuff just like you would open water right i i think that there's something going on in the atmosphere and they know in the summer when that thing happens in the atmosphere this is where their food is it has to and be something just, like that. they just go back there again. i was told that many years ago and i laughed at it myself and i started implementing that in my own angling and it's really has paid off now you guys you talked about you kind of travel all over the place and um you know if you're going to go out to some secret hideaway i don't want to hear about it but what are kind of the big lakes that you guys planning on fishing this year? So we'll definitely hit the the Staples Devils and and Lake of the Woods, but we want to make Peck and maybe Cascade and and venture into Canada this year since we can do that again as of right now. Um, but Peck is probably the biggest thing on the list. We want to go out there and really see what we can do for Lake Trout, Walleyes, and Pike because it's it's got giants of all that. And if you're going to be out there and you're going to take the time, you might as well sit there and see what we can do. So. And that, that's a tough deal because Fort Peck, the, the ice is always changing and, and getting it timed out. And I know last year it was like an extremely short season. Yes. How do you put that type of schedule together to do what you guys do with putting this show together? So everybody laughs at me, but I do not put a schedule together for where we go. We go where we're able to go. We have places we want to go and we keep very close tabs on it. And when it's ready, if it's ready, you know, like a Lake Erie, we haven't been able to get out there. The last time they had ice, they fished for like less than a week and it was gone, you know. So we never got a chance to get out there. But places like Erie and Peck and that kind of stuff, Fort Peck, you might only get a three-week, three, four-week season max, you know. So you just got to kind of stay on top of it. If you want to go to those places, I'm assuming there'll be a window. Uh, and you just got to just gotta pay attention and, and talk to the bait shops and that kind of stuff. And as much technology as we have, the bait shops are still your best information. <laughs> it's, it's there. Yeah. How do you do that, though? Because you, you know, it's not like it's just Mike Olson. Right. You've got a team and, and all of you guys got to make a living and everything, too. Um, how do you manage that uh, when the when the thing happens and you got to go? How, how do you guys all manage? That? I pretty much say, guys, I'd like to do this. And it's I think it's getting close. And then I don't work in the, in the winter. This is what I do full time in the winter. So. 
we have a pretty close knit group and it'd be like, Hey, I just got a call. I'm leaving Tuesday. If you can come, let's go, you know, and that's kind of how it goes. If guys can make it work great. If they can't, we just go, we'll make it work, you know? So I don't expect those guys to just drop everything and come, but on a trip like Peck, most of them will. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to bring an extra truck. For so that. we were actually on our way out to Fort Peck last year uh, when the ice started breaking up and things got a little more dangerous than we wanted to. So we turned around and we did the Pike episode on Lake of the Woods, but it was a, it was a great uh, audible because we ended up with like 35 fish over 37 inches for Pike. So it was pretty epic for two days of Pike. That that's insane. And, yeah. and let's talk about that because I think when people think Lake of the Woods, everybody thinks we're gonna go up there and catch walleye yeah. and the saugers are there. Uh but it, I've talked to Joe Henry before and obviously pike it's a big deal up there yeah. too. But everybody thinks walleye. Uh targeting pike on Lake of the Woods. How do you do it? When do you do it? So when things start melting and the water starts running just a little bit, it triggers those pike to come up shallow, kind of almost stage for their spawning before they take that spawn. Well, pike spawn really early so there's still really good safe ice normally for pike fishing so you want to get in those areas where the pike are just kind of big big flat weed beds where these pike are just staging ready to go up and, and make that run to spawn and i usually fish them with like big ciscos on on tip ups and that kind of stuff and and what i love about pike fishing is you can get 10 guys together and throw out 20 tip ups and just have a really good time on the ice, you know, cook, grill, BS, flag goes up, everybody's running, everybody's having a good time, get there as fast as you can, pushing the guys over, I mean, but, you know, it, it's it's a nice change of pace from what we're doing all year long, where it's just go, 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 move, drill, hold, move, 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 you know, and when you set up tip-ups, it's more of a, let's get together, BS, have a good time, have some camaraderie, and that's what, that's what we're all about, so. And late ice, it's usually pretty nice. Oh, yeah. Usually you can be outside with the chairs and everybody's just dressed up and you don't have to be in a house and hot and be stuck in a house all day long. You know, it's a good time to bring the kids out because they can wear off a bunch of energy. Flag goes up. There's a lot of excitement for a couple minutes back at it. And then next flag goes up, you know, so and and pike fishing is pretty consistent, you know, so it's it, you never really do have a lot of downtime when they're really going. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you said a bunch of fish, you know, over that 37 mark. What, what was the biggest one? I think it was 42 and a half inches was the biggest. But we had seven over 40 that in those two days. So that's that's a world-class pike no matter where you're at. And, yeah. and that's what Lake of the Woods is capable of, you know. And, and it's getting more popular every single year. And that's for rightfully so because there's some giants up there. And, and things are really kind of looking up up there. I know uh, to get up to the to the angle, it was difficult, and now we can get back over the border. You talked about going to Canada. Uh, what What's it mean to you to be able to get back over the border and, and get up there to do some fishing? Man, you don't know what you were missing until you missed it, you know. So not being able to go up last year and, and fish what is the premier ice fishing waters in the world Uh you felt it last year a little bit so we're excited to get up there and just get back into that premier fishing you know there's go obviously everybody knows of lake winnipeg but you get up to wakusco falls and reed lake and lake athapath and that kind of areas where these where lake trout has really caught on over the last three four years where guys are really starting to target them and you get up there and you're catching 40 plus inch lake trout 30 pounders i mean why it, there's no other place that you could get into them like that you know and and it's just the other thing is, is you're most of the time you're the only guys on the lake that you see in a whole day. We're not used to that around here. You get somewhere and you 
you see a few other guys, which is fine and great. We're happy to see everybody out there enjoying it. But when what you see is wolves crossing the lake instead of people crossing the lake, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and you get up there and, you know, you can do it in the United States too, but oh, yeah. you get up there and you really get out of the light pollution yes. and you really get in the places where you can see northern lights oh, and yeah. things like that. Yeah, my wife wants to go up there just to see the northern lights, you know, because I've sent her videos and that kind of stuff. And we can see them from here, but they're nothing like when you're way up there in, in Canada. Yeah, very, very cool. Uh, what's What do you think? I mean, I talked about my beans and mallard story. What's Give me one of your favorite stories from, from going out and doing stuff. Oh, man, there are so many. <laughs> clean ones or not? <laughs> well, let's, let's no, sort of, so, at least sort of clean. So last year we did a perch episode in the Big Bite, and we were had no intentions of fishing this lake. We had filmed on it the year before, and we were like, you know what would be fun? Let's just back the Big Bite onto the lake. There was no accesses. We ended up finding a spot we could get it on backed it out on the lake and we only slept there but we were like i wonder if these perch bite at night and we ended up getting two that were like just ginormous fish taylor got one one of my one of the guys that travels with us and i got one that were like 15 plus inches and they're just slobs and it was like so unexpected we were all in our jammies waiting to go to bed and all of a sudden we had the snare rods out and they were going and was like what is going on you know and we never thought the perch would bite at night and that was a, a really fun memory from last year and it, it really created a lot of hype about what we were doing and, and like i said we weren't planning on fishing it for filming it we were just there because we knew they were there and thought well maybe they'll bite at night so that was kind of a fun experience so the world of doing what you do which is going out and videotaping uh fishing and capturing this stuff and the distribution end of it has changed immensely over the last four or five years and it's changed a lot for you guys yeah Tell me a little bit about that and how that's evolved and where you're at. Now. Yeah, so, you know, we started, we did the Fox Sports North thing and, and the TV thing and all that kind of stuff. But we just felt like things were changing and we wanted to get ahead of it. So we did drop Fox Sports North last year. It was a great platform, Valley Sports. Now it was a great platform, nothing against it, just didn't fit our style. We have, we have a lot of fun and we have a lot of things we want to put out. And we just felt like maybe that wasn't the right way for us. So now with with all these online platforms whether it be waypoint tv or youtube even you know it just gives us the freedom to do what we want how much we want if we want a five minute episode or if we want a 30 minute episode we can do whatever we want and there's a lot of times where a five minute episode we can get everything we did in the trip in it you know hopefully we've caught more fish than that but we're also the type of guys that are going to show you if we struggled too you know and and I think that's important. And for us, it just it felt right. And I think the whole industry is going to go that way sooner than later. I mean, we're an ever-changing world, and we want to get it in front of it. And and it paid off big for us last year, actually. So yeah, you see see guys like you, uh, you see guys like Jay Siemens and those kind of guys putting stuff out on YouTube that is very much TV quality, uh, in some cases cinema quality. Yeah. You know, and, and it, what it's done is it's taken the guys who are just kind of doing stuff out of the garage and it's made them even better because they're watching what you guys are doing. You know, we support each other, you know, like Jay and all those guys, no matter if it's James Holst to me, to Larry Smith, to whoever. But it, the, the cool thing about what we do is a lot of people think we're against each other, but what they don't understand is we're communicating with each other all the time. We're all, all friends. We're all helping each other and doing that. We're all pushing each other. We're pushing each other to be better. And so, yeah, I mean, that's the point of it is everybody getting better because in the end, we want the consumer 
to love it, right? So if we push the envelope, they're pushing us right back, you know? So it, it, there's, there's a lot of people that are just kind of getting started, though, just kind of doing things. Yep. What's your advice to those people that, that want to be a Mike Holson, want to be a James Holson, want to be those kind of guys? Yeah, so the biggest thing is is stay true to yourself. You know, from, from day one, I had a vision of what Fish Addiction was going to be, and we've stayed true to that from day one. And just find an avenue that you like, stay true to it, and work hard at it. You know, it's not going to come easy. This stuff is not easy. We didn't just, like, one day just appear out of nowhere, you know. It was a lot of hours of filming, a lot of hours of editing to get to where it's at now. So, you know, you don't need $10,000 cameras. You know, we're blessed to have that, but we didn't start with that. And you, you just need to have a vision, a goal, and stick to it, and, and you'll get it. And, and I think a lot of it for people, and what I what I give advice is, you know, when you first start doing this, you're not going to be very good at it. No. And I think I think people watch your show and they watch Jay Siemens and they want to be that, and then they go out and shoot it and they try to put something together and it's nothing like that, and then they just give up. Well, the reality of it is, is people don't want another Mike Olson. They don't want another Jay Siemens. They want another you, whatever you're going to be. So don't try to be us. Try to be you, and that's the best. That's the best piece of advice that anybody can get. If you try to be somebody else, that's already out there. Just do you. You know, I got a buddy right now that wants to do it, and he's very technical. And and I was like, that's what you need to do. You need to be technical with what you do. That's you. You're comfortable in your own shoes, and you'll do better that way. You guys do the travel stuff. You do the fishing stuff, but you've also uh, you've got like a studio show. And, yeah, and you guys kind of sit down and and just talk about what's on your mind. Yeah, and. and you know, that's kind of what we're doing here with the podcast thing. But you guys just, you know, the three of you a lot of times sit down and just kind of like it's chewing the fat yeah. on everybody. And what's been the reaction to that? It's been very positive. You know, uh, it's it was something that we did just to kind of get stuff off our chest. And good doing what we do. We, we interact with a lot of people. We see a lot of things. We ask get asked our opinions a lot. So it's a place for us to, to be able to get opinionated outside of the show and just kind of let people know how we're feeling and it's kind of fun to do that too obviously you know that doing this and and uh, you and i have talked about that kind of stuff before but just to be able to have that atmosphere where it's no holds barred this is how i feel this is what i'm doing and like it or not thanks for watching <laughs> <laughs> and it's got to be fun because it's it's honestly you know it's it's pretty basic it's a camera and you guys are just talking and yep. I'm, I'm sure you know, there's not a lot of edits there. It's, it's just, no. bang, here's the show. In fact, uh, there's probably no edits there, right? <laughs> you know, we're just talking. If you like it, great. If you don't, fine. We're just we're just chewing and, and seeing what comes up. And it's been a lot of fun. And I don't know how many episodes we've done now, but we kind of do that in between shoots. We talk about shoots a little bit so people know what's kind of coming up. And it's a good way for us to kind of let people into the backside of everything that's going on too so we get that questions a lot like you guys are together so much do you guys ever fight do you guys ever this do you ever have that yeah we're brothers basically out there on the ice so of course that stuff happens so it's a fun time where we can chew about that and and hash all those things out as well so who, who's kind of the pin cushion who's the one who gets the most crap out there thor 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 takes it all <laughs> <laughs> who gives it jim jim all right jim's the biggest giver very very cool i'm dad on out there You're so the i gotta keep it all in line <laughs> <laughs> you gotta separate them at all no no they're good buddies it's all in good fun and we all know it so nobody's feelings get hurt <laughs> all right who's who's the best angler oh geez i mean it just depends josh the most is the most technical guy out there uh 
we're all so well-rounded over nine years of doing this that I don't want to really say best angle. I would say Josh is the most technical angler, mm -hmm. but uh, if you have to go species-wise, I think there's guys that are really strong in different points. We had Josh on a few different times. Yeah. He's awesome. He's yeah, super technical well, guy. He is the detail guy. Yeah, he's yep, definitely for the detail sure. guy. Mike, is there something that I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today? You know, guys, just go out, have fun on the ice. That's what it's all about. That's why we're here. Get people new on the ice. Get young guys out. Get people that don't know about ice fishing into the sport. That's 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 our goal. That's everybody's goal that does what I do. So uh, check us out on all our social media. You, you search Fish Addictions TV. It'll come up. We're on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Thor even started a TikTok for us not too long ago. So we're even on TikTok nowadays. I, so. I can't wait to see your TikTok. <laughs> well, before you go, we're, we're making everybody do the selfie. So we're, we're doing a selfie before you go. And we've got one more guest coming on today, guys. Awesome. Perfect. Thank Mike, you. I really appreciate you yes. coming on, man. Have it's a good one. Good that you gave me some of your time. Yeah, absolutely. It's Anytime. A, it's a busy, it's a busy thing for everybody. Oh. I appreciate you coming over. At least you get to sit down for a little bit. Yeah, that's the plus for <laughs> sure because people don't realize we're on our feet from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and and there's cement floors here. So. Yep, yep. You got a good rest. Appreciate. <laughs> Thank it. you very yeah. much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.